Good evening, gentlemen. Hello, good evening. And good evening. How are we all? Good. Yeah? Very good. Good. Doing very well, thank you. You are sounding less husky like you've yeah. got the oh, lurgy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I had the had the lurgy last time. You did I? have the lurgy. About a man flu last time. Were you unkind and shared your lurgy with your wife? Well, I like to think that she shared it with me. <laughs> so I think she had a sore throat and then I ended up with a streaming cold. <sighs> so I think that's what happened. One of those things where you go, your parents have taught you to share, but Absolutely. there are some things you don't want to share. Well, Keep them to yourself. Well, second one this year, and the first one definitely came from my grandson. So oh, yeah. The babies that are cute, but they are the well, lurgy the carriers, bringers. Aren't they? That's nursery for you. Oh, yeah. So. The dreaded, the first year when you put your kid in nursery or school yeah. and they come back with yep. every blinking germ possible and the whole house yeah. goes down with but it. Thank you for remembering that. I've forgotten that. Well, well done. That's because your voice doesn't sound That's so husky and oh, Barry White-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, That's always when... Um, Judith said to me on Sunday, she was like, oh, there was something really nice, extra nice about your voice when you were singing this morning. I said, it's called love being <laughs> very gruff first thing on a Sunday oh, morning. Is that what it was? Yeah, always. Is it? Yeah. I've never noticed that. Yeah, does I can. It, does it change through a service? Well, I mean, listen, at half eight in the morning, you're not the most warmed up because I'm okay. not going to lie, I'm not up. An hour and a half before. Me, 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 yeah, me, me, no, me. I'm not. I might do a bit of okay. trying to do something in the car on the way here. Yep. But yeah, I'd say my voice warms up as the morning goes on. Okay. So if we rehearse during the week and the guys want to do a key that's yeah. already um, kind of like, mm, I'm not, I don't really like that key. And they're like, yeah, let's do it in that key. I'm like, Sunday morning, I'm definitely not going to be able to hit that high because I am even mm. lower. Apparently so, yeah. my face wasn't warmed up on Sunday morning. I, I came along. Uh, yeah, your face wasn't <laughs> warmed up. Were you grumpy? Apparently so. Brilliant. The, 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 the uh, they shall remain unnamed. The welcome team went. Oh, hello. What's your, what's I don't know what they said, but it was like they pointed out that my face was a bit downturned. Now this is interesting. And so I didn't feel downturned inside, but my face was downturned. I had a Costa coffee. Okay. And I never buy a Costa coffee on the way to church. Oh. Ever. Was it the cost? Is that what made you so depressed? Well, I've got my own coffee machine. <laughs> so why would I? But we were just running late, and they was like, I so need a coffee. And it was absolutely heaving in there because it was the marathon. Oh, yes. So it was quite a long queue. And okay. we initially walked together and Sharon said, I'm not waiting for you. And so she left me. So, so <laughs> or I left my wife at the cost of coffee. Depends how you put it, really. And then I turned up at church. Apparently, I was grumpy and I was told so. so after that, I tried to put a smile on. For those listening for the first time, we're all from the same church. We, we are. to be part of a preaching team. Um and describing what happened this Sunday. So, Juida, <laughs> your voice was warming up. James, your face was warming <laughs> up. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've now got notes to take on our welcome team because greeting people saying your face needs warming up is probably not the best way of getting somebody. I somewhere, love it. it. Do you know what? When you know you've got that, when you've got that church family yeah, that know you that true. well when they welcome you and go, uh-huh. what's going on with your <laughs> face? <laughs> that's when you know you've got oh, family. That's amazing. And one only of them real family will say that. One of them listens to this, this podcast regularly, so they'll oh, be really laughing at this point. <laughs> oh, wow. That is brilliant. I love that. I just hope it's not for our first time visitors that get the same treatment. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Yeah, don't come into our church with a grumpy face. I'm going to try and listen out now for next time you're leading worship, Jorita. To, to is there a point at which we'll notice a difference? Kind of halfway through. Well, a s- I was particular. I was a little bit on the old snotty side, thinking <laughs> you better not have freaking well passed your lurgy around the rest of us. I tell oh, you. I so I was a little bit like that, and a little bit on the old husky oh, nice. side. So you think I passed it on? 
Wow, there's so much going on. There? There's loads. loads. But you and milked it really badly. Did you? I? Yeah. You were Excuse acting really unwell. Excuse me, Mr. Dunbar. <laughs> now, this is when we are really good friends. You milk it big time. And I know your wife at this moment going, yes. He was, you know, it's like his voice went bad and croaky, and it's like, come on. So it was all put on. Yeah. yeah. Just Can I just sympathy. say, this is a man that still keeps going. <laughs> you get the snuffles and you go to bed for days, so nobody gets to see you milking it. Shush, don't tell everyone that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> You've got to love good friends, huh? you oh. got to love. Well, listen, instead of picking on each other and lurginess and me calling out your. Yes, hurry up and introduce the subject. Let's talk about something a little bit more holy, shall we? I wonder if we're a bit nervous about talking about this topic, which is Mm. why perhaps we've been joking about other things. (laughs) Oh, you could be right. You could be right. Go on then, Stuart. What are we going to talk about? Because this is what you brought to the table. Well, we've talked in previous weeks about the Holy Spirit and about Jesus. And I just wondered if it might be appropriate to talk about God as Father tonight. Or today, or this morning, wherever you're listening. And whenever you're listening. I love that. Because we kind of had a couple of ideas playing around, but God as Father is such an important topic. And I think one that people have a personal revelation on at times. Uh, and also there's kind of big theological concepts there. Mm. So, um, But it's as we've begun talking about this this evening and prepping and, and talking about Trinity, it's quite obvious that there's a whole load of areas that are far deeper than we can cope with in the podcast. Yeah. Um, hence, perhaps, a little bit of trepidation about it. I am going to throw in a, a comment that will sh- kind of surprise you. Go on. It's the more personal side of the comment. When I think of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, strangely, I feel like the Father seems the one I know the least, which I know doesn't make sense mm-hmm. at all. Because, for example, Jesus said, the Father and I are one. God is one. Mm. But somehow, when I'm praying and interacting with the presence of God, I feel myself connected to Jesus. And I feel myself connected to the Holy Spirit in a more intimate way than I do the Father. And... So there we go. That's my sort of thing I'm going to throw in there. You can put your comments on that. It's really interesting, isn't it? And I think when we start talking about God as Father, I've seen this consistently over the years. It brings forward all sorts of reactions that people are dealing with. um, Yeah. Reactions in themselves and then other people's sensitivities towards those reactions. Mm -hmm. And and we end up... um, yeah, having to, to deal with a whole load of discussion about what it means that God's Father. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting, isn't it, the word Father that conjures up your own Father, your mm. earthly Father. Mm. And I think that's, whether it's been a positive mm-hmm. or a negative, it's amazing how you can mm. instantly hear that word mm. and what that does and where that takes you to. And yeah, I think that's quite a challenge. I I get it when you were saying with the Jesus thing. I remember, (laughs) bless Ezra, he can only have been about, I don't know, three. And um, I'd I'd always been praying Lord or Dad, because that's what I've always called God. And um, at one point he said to me, Mummy, when I'd finished praying, he said, you didn't say in Jesus' name. 
<laughs> and I, I just really took that as a real challenge. And then it's just been of later years with both the boys just going, actually, Lord, who am I praying to? Because mm. it says, say it in my name. And I'm like, Lord, this is when the Trinity blows my mind and I don't have, I, d- I don't know how to explain it to my children. But you know what? When we read the word of God, it's so, especially the whole New Testament is so Jesus, 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 mm. that it's easy to grab hold of. Mm-hmm. It's easy to understand because we've got this reference. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can read that without seeing God because like you just said, they are the one, but there's this person, Jesus, <laughs> that we read about that we can relate to a lot more. And when it comes to God, it can seem as an austere, bigger thing sitting on a big throne with a bit of a judgy stick. The Holy of Holies. I think it's just a really interesting Mm. one for a lot of people to get their head round. Just to bring balance to what I said. I I think I'd say I feel closer. And it's just a perception Mm. to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean I feel distant from the Father. Mm -hmm. I actually feel... I look at the father t- part of God and feel amazingly intimately close to the father, mm. but somehow closer to Jesus. Mm. So I don't want to sort of make that sound too negative. Mm. I don't think it sounded negative. I think it, it sounded real. And, and we were aware that <coughs> in our pre-recording conversation, we're I was really aware that the moment we start trying to describe God, yeah. our words butt up, butt up against limits. Yeah. So, <laughs> James, yeah. you just talked about the father part of God, mm-hmm. but it, it mm. you can't divide God like no, that. Exactly. Yeah. Is, uh, we, you know, so actually choice. what I'm saying doesn't make sense fully either. Fully father, fully, su- yeah. fully son, <laughs> fully Holy Spirit, yeah. three in one, and, and these concepts that are just so fully biblical but yet difficult to under to yeah. kind of convey yeah. and difficult mm-hmm. to to put into simple terms because we're perhaps that's why it's helpful because we kind of uh, perhaps we talk about the holy spirit we talk about god with us all the time so something personal and tangible about god's presence with us we talk about jesus so we go back to a historical figure and there's some sense there about this this man who's god who we see and interact with in some way or certainly people in the New Testament times did and then God as father the source of all source Mm. of all creation father of all creation in that sense and then father of Israel and then our father you're right it's kind of a sense of bigness and remoteness for some people that can seem a bit austere Mm. Um, you you also suggested that we we view God through the lens of our father. We look through yeah, our own the story of our own f- fathering towards God, which yeah. is unhelpful. Yeah. In a way that we don't, when you talk about Jesus as son, mm. I, I don't think about my boys when I think about Jesus as son for some That's reason. Good. But I do think about, yeah, we do think about fathers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's, again, uh, understanding the word? It might be, yeah. I think it could well be, couldn't it? And uh, yeah, because if we talk about God, uh, God's clearly seen as being the Father of Israel, but that doesn't mean that. I mean, it, it does mean He kind of gave birth to Israel in a sense of there was a a choosing of Israel, a selecting of Israel, a 
um, the nation, the people. Mm. Um, so in that sense, there was there was no nation until God blessed them and provided for them. Um, so he's the source of all of Israel's blessing and all that they had. And, and I think it's in the same way. A- and yeah, I think with with God, he's described as father, so we can't take that away. Yeah. But our own fathers are meant to convey something of mm-hmm. God, perhaps. And mm. I think that's it, that they're not perfect, nor are they meant to be. And we're not really meant to view God through the lens of our fathers. Yeah, absolutely. It's meant to be the other way around. We're yeah. meant to view our fathers through God's lens. Um, turn it around the other way. Yep. And that brings a pressure to myself mm. as a father. Mm. I'm that father image to my two children. And... I might be scared to ask them what they think of me <laughs> compared to God. How well have I done? I don't know. Yeah. They're not in counselling, so they can't be too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Is that your benchmark? It's yeah, they're not in counselling. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why you need some savings yeah. when you're a parent, just to keep keep to one side. Just so you're ready to put your kids through counselling. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we joke about counselling, but I no, I'm not I went I through counselling. Yeah, me too. I, it was... I'm absolutely astounding yeah, for I'm me and I'm only half joking that my yeah. kids will need it as a result of my parenting in some ways you want to go you, hey you, you might always need it. genuinely seek to do the best you can yes but in that moment you're not aware of your own blind spots you're not aware oh, of your yeah. own inadequacies you're mm-hmm. just not aware of the stuff you're working through mm-hmm. and um it's interesting isn't it? we're, we're back to parenting again this analogy we're trying to talk about God <laughs> and the yeah. awesome creator of all the universe yep. and yet we keep coming back because of this word father mm-hmm. it's the word father isn't it, it? come it back to us yeah. again don't and we? perhaps the reason I relate to the father slightly differently is my father was an absent father mm-hmm. okay. and that will affect mm. my image mm. of the, the word father or mm. father God definitely yeah and I think I had a father who was the provider mm-hmm. and the father that worked an awful lot to provide for us as a family and then when he was there we loved to be with him and we fought to mm. be with him i mean mm. ridiculously would fight to see who would sit behind him in the car as he drove oh, us really? somewhere for okay. a holiday and stuff yeah. um so i had an awful lot of respect so mm-hmm. my dad was mm. kind of almost up there mm-hmm. he was our protector our provider he he Hope was he listens to this yeah, probably not. I don't no. know if he will. Okay. I don't know if he will. But yeah, dad, dad for me was what a father, all I'd known is a provider mm. and a protector, a fierce protector that he would mm. do whatever he could do for us. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I was probably already in a place of understanding the love of a father. Mm. So understanding God the father. Mm-hmm in earthly terms because let's face it it's that understanding of that word but in earthly terms Mm -hmm. (laughs) the magnitude of of that but what i do love is as you're getting to know jesus and jesus says you know that him knowing him means you know the father Mm. is actually looking at jesus character kind of really brings back into the forefront for me of the the character of god Mm. but multiplied Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah even bigger yeah. um mm. so we do know part of that heart mm. and even when you read through the father uh, the god at the beginning so mm. the whole new testament to me is showing the father's heart mm-hmm. 
and then you get to see it in this manifestation mm. of Jesus. Mm. So you see the love of the Father and the grace of the Father and mm. the passionate protection that he has. So you start to see those little things that I can relate to yeah. because of my yeah. own earthly father. So I think I've been very blessed in some ways because of my earthly father that there hasn't that word hasn't been a stumbling block mm. for me or hard to relate to. But I do get when you haven't had a kind father and you haven't had a protecting father and you haven't had the provider father, mm -hmm. how then hearing this word in earthly sense, mm. what a negative, mm -hmm. broken word yeah. that can mm. be. Oh, massively. That can be really hard to then relate to that word. Yeah. And you yeah. just want to go, oh, Lord, help us to understand what that word mm. father really means not because of the representation that we've had in our lives here yeah. on earth. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And some, you, you almost want a new word. Yes. In some ways. Not, yeah. not for God as father, perhaps, but for what we do as fathering and the fathers we have, because somehow you don't want to connect those with God. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. And that's hard. I think that's really mm. hard. You know, we were just talking earlier about glory yes. as we were yeah. talking about things and actually understanding and unpacking what did that actually mean? That word, again, our understanding now, but what was, what is that word really meaning? And I think that is, I mean, I think that's half the issue with communicating a lot mm. in this earthly place that we live in communication is massive and if we misinterpret a word or someone has a word that is really accusational and hurtful but to another person isn't and it's almost words kind of stepping in the way and missing the point of who god the father is yeah. and this is this is often the a bane of contention or bone of contention sorry between people where people are speaking at each other yeah. and using words that sound like they understand what the other one's saying but they're actually meaning something really different mm. and you know this i don't think father's one of those ones but it can actually end up like that yeah where biblically probably father is this sense of source of all things so god is described as father because everything that is proceeds from him yeah. and he has a relationship with everything that proceeds from him he's showing himself to to it he's um god is making himself known to all of creation and in mm. that sense he's the father of the producer of the yeah. every everything in that exists is utterly dependent on god so yeah. in that sense he's father yeah um but you know our own fathers yes they're vital for us existing but our existence doesn't depend on them in the same way that the whole yeah, planet the whole universe depends on god um yeah you know if god stops upholding the universe by mm -hmm. the power of his word it it ceases it yeah it stops and our own fathers don't have that power mm. so it's a different magnitude altogether quite like that mm. that turns it doesn't it that turns the way you think about it hopefully you begin to see god in a slightly different way that he's he's not limited by our own perception of what that word means um i think if we if we can somehow go back to the source and not the image yeah um, that's really helpful so so how and at what point have you ever had an issue with father god and understanding oh, wow. it that good question 
that's a really good question. Um, I don't know that I have, but I think it's it's a gro- it's like most things in faith. It seems to be a growing reality, and <coughs> I don't know about you guys, but there's times when one aspect of truth comes a bit clearer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it there's a s- for me there's kind of seasons where you notice something afresh and and. Uh, and then maybe that diminishes a little bit or, or something else comes to the fore and then you're noticing something else yeah. and it's a little bit, been a bit like that. So there's been seasons when I've certainly spent time thinking about God as Father and what that means. Um, I don't think I quite have the language you would use, Jerida, so I wouldn't, I don't feel as comfortable talking about God as Daddy or Dad mm-hmm. in quite the same way. Um, but I think doesn't for me make him any less my father yeah um so no i think i don't think i've i don't think i've had an issue imagining Mm. god as father Mm. but then i probably haven't completely overlapped my human dad and god i think Mm -hmm. i've kept the two separate yeah which has probably helped yeah Yeah. that's healthy i think uh, i need to put that the reason i called god dad and daddy was because he asked me to because he'd called me to a place where mm. I needed to stop seeing him as the judgmental mm. Mm. judging okay. king that I had to make yeah. right yeah. and I had to prove myself to and oh uh, that's interesting mm. so that was an interesting view of father yeah okay and and interestingly actually God showed me that actually it was more my relationship with my mum that was causing me to yeah. see God Okay. Because my dad wasn't around. So it was my mum. My dad kind of carved a career and my mum was she was all of it, you know. And I so that disciplinarian and that stuff was all my mum. And God had to really show me and release me from a place of that I was seeing him in that place as I would my mum, and it was always working my worth and making sure it, w- it was very black and white. Um, and he challenged me with that. I've always been a daddy's girl. Um, and it was hard because I didn't want to disrespect my earthly father mm. by calling him dad and daddy. Okay. But yet yeah. I knew out of obedience, it was like, Jodie, you need to utter this from your mouth because mm-hmm. I need your mouth and your heart and your mind to overflow mm. with truth. So it took me a long time. Mm. And, and actually, really interestingly, I've been very aware in the last sort of year to two years, dad has come out of my language okay. when I'm talking about him, oh, which I find really interesting. Yeah. And it only dawned on me <laughs> a few weeks back. And I was like, oh, Lord, I've gone back to calling you Lord. Okay. And not calling you dad. And does that feel okay? It feels okay. Yeah. So I, it was a very interesting one yeah. um, because we've taught the boys, daddy God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we'll talk about mm, it. Mm. Even when <laughs> Ezra pulled me up and said, Mom, you didn't pray in Jesus' name. Yeah. I remember thinking, how have you learnt this child? <laughs> where did this come from? But yeah, I do feel like there was a season and a yeah, time yeah. where well, it was, really I important. needed to utter this with my mouth mm-hmm. to be speaking mm. out and over to rearrange this understanding. And now I see him as all powerful. And intimate. But so intimate. Yeah, yeah. And and you don't have to choose. I think that's no. why so many, so many of us, as I say, other people, as if I don't. But actually, all of us fall into this at times where 
we think we've got to choose. God's either this or that. Mm-hmm. And he's almost always both. Yeah. At the same time. He's yeah. the intimate awesome one. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yes. how do you combine those two? He is, yeah, we talk about the fear of the Lord. He is so powerful and mm. so incredible, so awesome, so beyond us. And yet he makes himself known. Oh, man. I don't know if, uh, when you read through the Bible, um, you see this again and again. And it was one year I was reading through the um, what are called the minor prophets. So there's a, a 12 prophetic books at the end of the Old Testament. <coughs> They're quite small, most of them. And they're, all, they're almost all judgment. There's a lot mm. of judgment in the prophetic books. And I, I, I realized as I was reading them through that every one of them is motivated by love. Mm. That there's the theme of love in every single one of the books. And, and God the Father calling out to his people, yes, issuing judgment, but saying, come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please yeah. come back. If only you would come back. Yeah. yeah. And there's this heart cry of love that's there. <sighs> and I saw it afresh. And you see, God isn't, you know, some people have this warped view that Old Testament God is scary and New Testament is Jesus and it's all nice. <laughs> and actually, then you read Jesus' teaching and it's really quite scary. And you read some <laughs> of the Old Testament <laughs> and actually it's this loving God who's calling people yes. close. And, and God is both at the same time. Yeah. So I've been working through Jeremiah and I'm quite near the end, which at the end is like, oh, this is all bad things are going to happen because they've not obeyed him. Yeah. But uh, it's probably the last penultimate chapter or something. It says, there'll be a remnant. Yeah. And that remnant I will do such and such with so there's all and as i read that i, th- I was like thank you god for your mercy yeah, yeah come on because there's always yeah. the remnant yeah. where god just wants to work with again he wants how's it he wants feel when you've read that because i've almost cheered sometimes yeah it was like, yeah <laughs> i think, <laughs> I think so it was a bit like that yeah it was just it was just it's a thankfulness yeah. Yeah. for his mercy because yeah. boy do we need that don't we yeah we do yeah you can't help but read the Old Testament and, and be in that place. Sometimes I'm like, just get it. I know. Just mm. get it. What what aren't you getting? And I'm like, Lord, may I never forget this. Yeah. You know, when you're reading it and you could so easily think, oh, that was just for then. But actually you want to go, Lord, may I get it. Yeah. Just write this, <laughs> inscribe this in my very being that actually you want good things for your people. I've been grafted into all of that mm-hmm. because of your son and... There's promises galore in the word mm. of God that's not constant prosperity, but there's protection and there's love and there's mm. grace and there's forever with him and there's provision for what you need and so many blinking promises that are so amazing and all he ever asks for is trust and obey. Yeah. And it's like, guys, as you're reading through it going, what are you doing? How many more times? Especially when they're in war. You know, you're not like us. I mean, we're living our lives. We don't have war on our doorsteps we don't have the kind of stuff that they had and yet when god would do crazy things with the opposition that he says that he will do and you want to go okay so i've gone to the next chapter or the next book i don't know how many years in between that is but how quickly they forgot Mm -hmm. and yet he is kind and gracious and powerful over his people time and time again and you're like oh Sorry, I got really passionate about that because I love no, the fine. I love the it's Old good. Testament. You cannot yeah. skip the n- the Old Testament. 
You can't do it. Yeah, You've great. got to read it and read it with the eyes of God because he just, ah, oh, that's where it starts. I, His I passion. I do agree with you that you, you do read it thinking, oh, come on, guys. And then actually Acts begins to act like a mirror. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't know what go, you're talking about. <laughs> and you go, oh, actually, I'm not so clever after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And I fall into yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it might look yes. different. You know, I'm not going to a temple of this, that, or the other. Uh-huh. But actually, idolatry grips our Come hearts on. or whatever it may be. And you go, oh, okay, here we are again. Yeah, yes. And it's only by God's grace, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. On the subject of, uh, if only they'd just get it, a mm. little testimony i've heard i'll be very anonymous about this person mm-hmm. uh, i won't say anything about them but i've heard of this person who they're a youngster they follow no i want him to say that to keep it really anonymous they're basically just because of a character they looked up to they mm-hmm. started to read the bible mm-hmm. and they read i don't know what part of the bible they read but they suddenly went huh this must be true mm-hmm. and, if, and they and they, they they haven't yet found a church they're just Okay. Themselves, yeah. they're finding sermons online. They're reading the Bible and going, "This is it. This is this is the answer to life." Mm. Like, wow! If only anyone, everyone out there will just mm. just open the Bible and go, "Yeah, that's it." Wow! It was just sounds so simple. And this he's, this guy's on fire. He's not yet found a church for himself yet. Okay, it's amazing. Be lovely if he could connect in. Yeah, in absolutely. The I'll say no more because I have to be keep it very yeah, anonymous. I have seen that happen years, some years ago, and. Someone came to faith, and I think it was a genuine faith through watching YouTube stuff, and bec- because they never quite connected in with community, mm. community of believers, carried on watching YouTube stuff, and it just got that weirder, can take you and weirder, yeah. and weirder and weirder and yeah. weirder. And as far as I know, it's ended up not happily. But God can still be at work and call yeah. them back. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, love that person, whoever it is, male or female. I think you said male, but to get plugged in somewhere to a group of people who they could just walk out life with. I'll tell you when we're finished recording. <laughs> but, <laughs> for the, but for the sake of the recording, it must no, be anonymous. Because we, we, we actually do need each other. We do. And it's oh, also yeah. biblical. Yeah. You know, we need each other. We need to keep each other accounted for. Yeah, we we need to just keep learning together, keep growing together. And when you're a, a lonesome at your own watching, and can mm. I just say YouTube, it's all very well and good, but anybody can post anything. Yeah, sure. And you don't have to have a, a certificate. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have anybody no. can be an author. Anybody can be anything. And not to mention dodgy <laughs> podcasts. Oof, anything out there, you know. <laughs> and, and generally, the more exciting, the more edgy, the yeah. more weird and wacky, the more views. So yeah. hey, let's go for it. Yeah. Um, what que- if we were talking about God as Father? What questions come to mind that people have about God being Father? What could we? helpfully tackle for a couple of minutes what 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 are the kind of issues that people think about or that we trip over i think we've dealt with the big one which is viewing our own dads and how that affects us i wonder if there's anything else out there that i think i think we kind of touched on this really that some people's view god is a big scary distant judge Mm. remote Mm -hmm. lives somewhere up there Mm -hmm. inaccessible uh, untouchable. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, the up. Th- I, I don't have that, but no. some people do, don't they? Yeah. Kind yeah. of up there, as as if it's God's distant and somewhere mm-hmm. else. Distant. That's that's, that's mm. exactly the word. Um, which is you couldn't be further th- from the truth. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So that is a that is a, a 
that's a trip up, isn't it, for some people? Mm. Yeah, and I always find the way you read your word, Mm. I think, is also interesting. If you don't read your word and you just listen to other people's expressions of stuff and you don't read your word and you just judge it on your own emotions, your own things, you've got... Mm you've not got anything to challenge that mindset. So I think, yeah, it's learning what's in the word definitely to help rearrange some of that and to see the other characteristics of God. Although, having said that, it took me a long time to read the Old Testament Mm. and see Mm. the the love because I did see it as very black and white. But then I was very black and white with myself. (laughs) I wasn't very gracious to myself. So, yeah. But mm. there's just thinking as you talk about we talked about community a minute ago and we're talking about father. I wonder if one thing that helps is, uh, and this is a constant thing that we battle with in our society, is how we make everything about me, <laughs> not me, Stuart, but me as an individual. Yeah. When actually the Bible is written to community yeah. and into a community space. So we talked about how do we see God as father? Well, He's the father of Israel. And then he's the father of all who know him, mm-hmm. which is why we got, I think we didn't mention this verse, but in John chapter 1, verse 12, Jesus talks about God giving the right that all might become children of God. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. kind of this idea that God's the father of all, well, sort of yes for creation, but actually people need to become his children. Yeah, You're not automatically a child of God, mm-hmm. but you can become his child. But it's children, plural, and when Jesus teaches us to pray, his his prayer is our Father. Mm. It, mm-hmm. It's not my Father. It, it's plural. It's, it's this sense that actually we're praying. We might be praying on our own, but every time we're doing that, we're still connected with everybody else yeah. in some way, praying to our Father. And I wonder if that somehow that shared experience <laughs> of God as Father again changes it and helps us in some way that, this isn't about me and my spiritual journey. Hmm. This is about us as people created by God, called by him, saved by him, rescued by him. And we collectively together have this new relationship with God mm. as Father. I wonder if there's some there must be something in that that helps us and takes it away from being me, my dad, my experience, my hang ups, mm-hmm. my stuff to actually bringing those to a collective space where we say God's bigger, but actually we're bigger. As we pull all our individuality, we become something more. And our relationship with God is what then matters collectively. I love that. The uh, Bible verse comes to mind as you're sharing that. Uh, I'm reading from Matthew 22. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the thing I want to highlight, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. It's about it's about our relationship with the Father, mm. but it's also about our relationship with each other. Yeah. And we need to absolutely uplift each other. Mm. In the same way as we uplift God, it's a bit. We were talking before the recording. We were talking about the fact that Jesus wants to glorify the Father, mm-hmm. and the Father wants to glorify the Son, mm-hmm. but actually, to each other, mm. 
I'm not sure glorify is quite the right word, but we want to uplift mm. each yes. other. Yeah. Um, and I think in eternity, that will come to its fullest fulfillment. And it would be, everyone would be just looking out for each other's back. But so much more than we can possibly understand mm. here on earth. I think what you're talking there is county cultural to where we're at at the moment which is what mm. jesus did constantly mm. jesus came in and wanted to smash it all up smash up the thought processes of what had always been and i think Stuart, what you're talking about is absolutely but we've got to be willing to want to do yeah. community together mm-hmm. to pull in that not just me and mine me and my hurt me and my mm-hmm. stuff me mm-hmm. and my journey but mm. actually wanting to be wholeheartedly in going I want to. I'm all in mm. to this family. Yeah. I'm all in to invest. I am going to make a conscious decision to invest in this to share, that we would then ultimately grow and encourage each other, mm. up, lift each other, which mm-hmm. would be showing the love of the Father, that would be doing mm. yeah. so much transformation in our lives, our community, and mm. wider than our church community. Yep. I'm thinking of early Acts, where <laughs> that what's the exact quote? They they all sold their possessions mm-hmm. for the greater good. It w- it's almost like it's not about me. My property is no longer mine. I'm selling it to share with the community to share with everybody. Mm. I mean, that's a challenge in itself. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. and we we mustn't take away from that. Um, I think sometimes that gets. You read that, the first time you read that, you think, oh, everyone sold their houses. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And they gave it all away. And then you forget that the very next passage, they're meeting in each other's homes. And you go, oh, I thought we just sold them. So it's clearly yeah. they are selling property, but they still have homes to meet in. So yeah. it's just that y- it's incredibly sacrificial and generous. Yeah. Um, so Perhaps it's when they had a second home. Themselves, yes. But there's still something going on where they're getting through life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not there was a practical to it. Yeah, practical, right. yeah. But going back to what you said, you talked about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind mm-hmm. and loving your neighbour as yourself. Julie, you talked about Jesus shaking things up and being really radical in it. It just occurred to me, again, of course, this big picture story where in the beginning we've got the Father, God as Father, creating the world yeah. through the Son with the Holy Spirit in perfect communion which is the ideal. Mm-hmm. Then we've got broken, fractured worlds that Jesus comes into and shakes up and brings in the kingdom. And James, you pointed out the ultimate fulfillment of it all, mm. the new creation, when we will see this new vision of God mm-hmm. in perfect harmony with his creation, mm. with us and so many others as his children. What an image. Yeah. yeah. That is, what a hope <laughs> that we have. Uh, and all our fallible grasping at who God is and who is he really and is he is he really for us? Can I trust him? Of course the answer is yes, but one day we'll see him and be seen by him in yeah. an amazing way. Hmm. Yet we have access to that intimacy, yeah. to that relationship today. So we true. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And in in such richness. Yes. If we choose to pursue and chase him. So how would we encourage people? As we're thinking about all these amazing things about God and who he is. 
What might we say? Wow. Um, I think that's got to be down to personal stuff, isn't it? So, yeah. James, what is it about you that you do and how you've done relationship with the Father that would encourage? I've got a phrase. It's my phrase. I don't think it's biblical. You can't outgive God. The more you love him or push into God, he just gives back more than you've given him. Hmm. In every sense of giving, whether it, whatever it is, it's just. But when you give him your heart, you just get, you just get that back. Mm. It's, it's actually I'm struggling for words here. It's hard to describe that. It's really hard to describe it because it's, it's supernatural. It's spiritual stuff. Mm. But yeah, you can't outgive God. It's so my encouragement, of course, is to to give God a hundred percent. Of your heart, a hundred percent of your heart, and yeah, watch this space. He will radically change your life when you do that. But you can't give a little bit of yourself to God. Well, you can. You can choose to do that. I'll give you a little bit of my heart, but keep hold hold back some of it. Don't. It doesn't work so well that way. So when you choose to give Him everything, then He will. Radically transform your life. So the trouble is, the way I'm describing it, it sounds like you do it to get something back, but that's not what you do. You do it because you love him, mm-hmm. because you want to, and then something comes back. <laughs> Help me here, guys. No, yeah, I think that was good. I think the only thing <coughs> I would say is that I don't know about giving your whole heart because I don't know that we fully know what that means and what that looks like. Because I don't know about you, but all of a sudden he'll turn around and say to me, Jodie, you've not." there's a part that I need to take here because you've not given it to me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm in that place of going, I give you permission to come and own my whole heart. Mm. I I give you permission (laughs) to move in. I'm giving you the keys and open them as and when you need to. Only today, I was praying and saying, I know there's a part of my heart that's not right with you, God, and I don't know how to deal with that. I want to give that to you, but I know in my strength, I can't. Mm. So my prayer was like, there's an error here, God. I can't deal with this. Help me fix this. That's mm. an amazing Love prayer, that. though. Because you're not doing what so many of us do at times, which is ignoring that bit of your heart yeah. and hoping God ignores it too. Yeah. <laughs> God doesn't notice. Yeah, that's right. You're actually addressing it. Yeah. yeah. That's lovely. That's just so profound. Lovely is too weak a word. Sorry, forget that. But it's that's really powerful. Yeah, it is. I think, I think worship's the key as well. So <laughs> not f- for me, that's it may include music, but often doesn't. But mm-hmm. that sense of God getting f- my full attention. Yeah. And there's a battle for worship. There's a we've talked about this before in terms of distractions, but there's a there's a battle for God to have our attention. Oh yeah. And I think that's crucial. And if you're listening to this podcast and you've got a busy life and when you turn it off you're just going to carry on with your jobs or whatever it may be I'd urge you to pause before you do something else if you've yeah. listened to this and you've heard us talking about relationship with the father in a new way I'd urge you we all need to do this yeah. is to to pause and actually do something about it have that relationship not just a heart to want it but do something Jory, I think it was you earlier that talked about hearing and obeying yeah 
and it's so easy to say, but it's got to be put into practice. Yeah, it and has. so I think that would be my key would be God getting our full attention and then doing what He says. Cool. Yeah, I want to pick up on your full attention thing. Okay. Um, because I listen to the Bible a lot, so I'm at work. I'm I listening. Don't achieve this, by the way. <laughs> full, <laughs> full attention. No. Uh, it's like love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah. I think that's a growing revelation. Yes, I agree. Um, but go on, sorry. James, I want to just <laughs> share that I gave God my full attention a couple of, th- couple of nights ago. And it's when I'm so the important to this is I can listen to the Bible when I'm, I'm at, at work. Mm-hmm. Is that my f- God giving? Is that full attention? No, I'm working You're and listening. Isn't it? It's half yeah. and half. And then I might be reading the paper Bible at home. Mm-hmm. I'm into reading the paper Bible quite a lot at the moment. I, I've given up on it for years, but okay. the actual book is quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be leav- reading it in the living room with his families around. And that is that full attention? Because the family's there. But actually, Saturday night, I just felt I really needed to pray. And I went, mm. my thing now is I go to go to bed, sitting up in bed, not like not trying to sleep. <laughs> Turn the light off. It's, it's, it's the evening time anyway, so it's winter time at the moment. So turn the light off, mm. shut the curtains. It's just dark. It's not even anything visual to to distract me. And I've, I've just had some incredible times mm. when I've, and my phone gets turned off. It's not even airplane mode. It's off. Mm-hmm. I just, that place of amazing intimacy because I'm giving God mm-hmm. full attention. A hundred percent of my time and concentration. Does my mind wander off? Of course it does. Yeah. But if I can actually get it together, oh, wow. Mm. And actually have that intimate time of God, it's just it's such a blessing mm. to do that. Mm. I think talking honestly about this is really helpful because people worry that their minds wander, and it's going to. Yeah, so absolutely. Notice that it's wandered, pull it back again. Yeah. And just enjoy the moment you've had with God, and he, we understand. He understands the wandering, doesn't he? He made us. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think this this progressive revelation and submission to God is a little bit like a child who's been brought up in a Christian home who you know, how many when does that child become a Christian? They may remember a specific date and time. Many do. But many others don't and actually there might be a dozen, there might be twenty mm. or more commitments of some kind to God, but each time they've committed, I trust, with the best of their ability, the best yeah. of their knowledge, and they've said with everything I've got, I want to give you my heart. And then maybe six months later, they've seen a bit more and they give mm. God that. And yep. I think it's this progressive salvation is a journey and it's a moment. And it's both. I totally together. agree. Totally yeah. agree. So picking up on the detract, distra- distraction thing, um, it's, it's Monday today. That's my day off mm-hmm. to do some praying. I don't pray the whole day. Uh, today was a procrastination day. Because I didn't want to pray. Just supposed to be a day of prayer, but I didn't want to. I was was having great fun doing chores instead of praying. (laughs) And it was getting later and later. The dog was getting very upset because she was like, come on, let's go for a prayer walk. I really enjoy these prayer walks. And I then ended up praying, God, I would really want to meet with you. I I prayed for the prayer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I said, God, I really want to connect with you can you make this time valuable, whatever the prayer was. And within 30 seconds, I was like, oh, oh, I really want to go and pray. I just felt the Holy Spirit. And mm. I was like, I had a great time and talked with him what I've just said earlier on. Yeah. Um, doesn't always work like that, though. No. Sometimes I'll pray that prayer and 
I go for that walk and nothing nothing, happens. nothing <laughs> including me nothing happens it keeps coming out of my mouth I'll just yeah. be thinking about all what I think about that's, that's life just that's want to encourage people that actually you know it's not all massive great big moments mm. where you have encounters with God that blow your mind and actually I think he really honours the heart that comes before him that wants to give him that time and whether it's five hours or five minutes because he sees you and he knows you and I think it's important that there's just that recognition of going Lord I, I want to give you this moment no matter how long or how short it is and he will grow that for you because the minute you're turning yourself towards him to say Lord I want to honor you <laughs> It will be amazing the more you do that, the more there will become that time, that that need, because that is the grace of our Father. <laughs> he is so kind. He desperately longs to be with us. Yeah. You know, he loved to walk in the garden mm. with Adam and Eve and met them yeah. in the evening and walked with them and mm. talked with them. Well, okay, so we've got to read that and understand. Just sit in that mm. and understand that bit in Genesis and understand that that's still the same father mm. he's not changed he wants to be with us and commune with us and lavish his relationship upon us mm. and I think it's understanding that that this Lord this God this creator the ultimate authority out of all of creation walked in the garden with Adam and with Eve and wanted relationship with them. And when they were hiding, when they'd known they'd done something wrong, he was looking for them. Wow. And you go, that's the same that's father. So, yeah. mm -hmm. so whether it's five minutes, whether it's three hours, whether it's six days in a silent retreat, it doesn't matter. If he is calling you away, which he is, full stop. Mm. If you've just met Jesus today, or you've been journeying with Jesus the last 70 years, he wants you. He's looking for you. He's looking to have time with you. Just give him a little bit. Read the word, even if it's just one verse a day, and ask him, I want to know your heart. I want to know who you are. And he will be with you because he's there instantly. Mm -hmm. He's with us all the time. And he will connect, whether it's powerfully like you had on Saturday night, James, or whether it's just a little moment when you walk and just chat to him and don't really hear anything. My encouragement is just start with the small stuff and he will honour you because he doesn't see you any differently than Adam and Eve and what he created in that time that he wants to look out for you and hang out with you. So what started a big conversation that I think all of us are a bit like, <gasps> How do we talk about this? Mm. How do we describe mm. this? Because everybody, I mean, the three of us have all had different counters. All the three of us will know the different parts of our journey with God, the Father. But I just love that. I love going back and looking at re um, Genesis and going, that's who he is. I think we were fearing that it would be impersonal in some way. Mm. Conceptual, just an idea and a concept. And actually, yeah. we've ended at a really personal note because mm -hmm. mm. God makes himself known he does we're starting to close but I've got one more point go on go <laughs> for I'm it I'm on a bit of a roll here I've been a Christian for 30 years and although right at the beginning of the walk you can start off from day one having that amazing intimate connection to God first love some people might call it but somehow 
there's a richness, there's a, there's a depth to walking with God for decades. You get a deeper, a deeper, richer love than you do at the start of the journey. And so I just wanted to point that out really to encourage anybody who's going, who's listening to this and going, I don't have that relationship that you guys are talking about. But the encouragement is to press in. If you're at the start of the journey, press in because God is so rich and so deep. You can never, f- you can never fathom the richness mm. of who He is. And yes, you can get a, st- a great relationship at the start, but it just gets better and better and better, and just press in more and more for that deeper richness of God. And that works because relationship means it's two way. Yeah. And that means trusting. It means obeying, which isn't always easy. Um, and he reveals more and more that takes you like, I think all three of us could say that because of that obeying and because of that stepping out and trusting that we've continued our relationship with him. Mm. But it started by us trusting, yeah. then grew because we obeyed and then carried mm-hmm. on trusting even more and then mm-hmm. obeying even more. And it's like this full cycle of mm-hmm. life constantly, no matter how long you've been working, walking with Jesus. All of that because of his work in us. Come on. So I I wish it was trusting and obeying and it was all down to me. You haven't said that. But Mm. in reality, it's falling over, God picking me up again. Come (laughs) on. Hitting a brick wall, God redirecting me again. Yeah. You know, it's that journey of realizing where I'm not trusting God and him gently powerfully encouraging us mm-hmm, to trust mm-hmm. and, th- and there is a richness over mm-hmm. the decades that grows and i love increasingly i love hanging out with people who've followed jesus for years and years and years and years and years because there's just something that they often have that speaks of that assurance of who god is yeah mm-hmm. and how he's got us so thank you that's why we need community yeah because we're all at different stages mm-hmm. and we can all encourage each other and call each other on. And that is why the Father calls us to be together as his family. So, and I want to say I love being in family with you guys and I love our family at church and I'm still growing, even though I've been here seven years, I'm still growing to get to mm. know more members of our family, but I love it and it's rich and I love serving, I love receiving, I love just being part of our family and I'm really thankful for the Lord and what he's been growing here at TWCF and um, yeah, Guys, we just want to encourage you that the Father is not an austere Mm. thing sitting on a throne with a scepter judging you. He's loving and he's gracious and he is the judge. He Mm. is going to judge us all. Mm. But ultimately, he loves. Ultimately, he wants you, Mm. all of you, because he has good things and he's trustworthy. And I really pray, we pray that regardless of what you've experienced and understood as the father in the earthly sense of the word, that in the coming weeks, as you just choose to say, rearrange my thought and my heart where this word father is, that he would reveal a real sense of who he is to you that would encourage you that he's good, he's kind, Mm. he's faithful, 
and he's the creator of the entire planet. He is the creator of the universe and he loves you and has good things for you. So, yeah, be encouraged. Don't be frightened of him and step in and want to get to know him because he isn't far away. He's right there. Wherever you are right now listening, he's right there. He sees you. He knows you. Scripture says he knows every single hair on your head. He knows you intimately and sees you. And there's nothing that you do and there's nothing about who you are that stops him from wanting to get to know you. So stop, take a moment and say, who are you, Father God? And let him reveal himself to you. Be blessed. Be blessed. You gentlemen, be blessed. Thank you, and you. And um, yeah, let's get our racking our brains as to what we want to talk about next time. Certainly will. Yeah, well, have a lovely couple of weeks, Well, gents. hold on, before oh, you hello. close, I've got a bit of housekeeping. Oh, okay. So before recording, we were saying how we none of us are self-promoting. We don't tell our friends or say, hey, listen to these podcasts. <laughs> we're just not that sort of personality. Yeah. So I thought as we close, we could sort of, so I could, I, at least I could self-promote and say, if you are enjoying these podcasts and you've made it to the end of this one, it's been just short of an hour. Oh. If you've made it all this way, why not tell your friends? <laughs> <laughs> Send them the link. Subscribe and follow, as they say. <laughs> we don't like self-promoting, but we're hoping someone else does. For yeah, like yeah, there we go. I mean, that's so much better than you putting out and blowing your own trumpet. I mean, that just makes me die inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that, James. Challenge. Is that Great. okay? Yeah, I think that's totally cool. Share it. If that is what you feel and you're, in, you're encouraged by this and you laugh along with us when we laugh and you're enjoying this, then yeah, please do send it out because uh, you never know. You don't know who this might impact and, and we're here. Yep. Our biggest heart for all of this is that we would just encourage and equip each other to do yep. life closer in getting to know Jesus more, knowing the Father's heart and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So thank you for that, James. And um, good night. Good night. Good night.